Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Crush Cast. Now this is historic. We have two firsts. We have never had two guests, and we've never had basically an endurance-related topic and event. So today we've got Emmett Gross and Sarah Vita. Emmett is on the Enterprise Strategy Team, and you know that Sarah Vita is our performance coach, and we're talking things Iron Man. Now, Emmett, you competed in the 70.3 in October. And I'll pull the lead. You won. Did you have any possible idea going into this thing that you were going to win in a half Ironman? I would say if you asked me on, you know, the Friday going in, I would say absolutely not. I drove out to Arizona with the goal of supporting my wife. Uh, It's going to be our second 70.3 together. We did one in Palm Springs where we were lockstep the entire time. So I was just training through the week, getting excited for, you know, doing everything to support her along the process. And then the swim was canceled the night before. We're sitting there eating dinner and she's like, I think you should race it. Like, I can tell, like, you should probably race it because the swim is my, you know, least competitive of the three. So I'm like, I don't know, like, are you sure you're going to be okay? And she's like, yeah, you just come back, back for me, uh, you know, for the run when you're done. I'm like, all right, all right. Sounds good. So I run over to a gas station, grab some random nutrition and Gatorade and stuff and, uh, you know, drop off my bike and yeah, just went out there and woke up the next morning and just, just raced it, had no, no watch, no power meter or nothing. And, uh, yeah, just uh, had a really good run and really enjoyed it. And it, I think not putting that pressure on myself really, uh, you know, kept my nerves at ease and just kind of went into it open-minded and had a good performance. I think what's so interesting about this is that Emmett is not a professional athlete, at least not officially, although he's so fast that he could be. So Emmett, what's your day job and how do you balance that with training? My day job is on the enterprise strategy team, specifically with wealth management. Um, And, you know, that kind of encapsulates everything from reporting all the way to big strategic decisions to supporting M&A and also, you know, bringing our wealth management segment um, into the, the public eye here in the next couple of years. And yeah, I mean, I think if you talk to anyone, I'm sure, Sarah, you know this, it's kind of like. Hey, this is what I do with all of my free time is uh, work out and train. Um, so, you know, when I have to go take the dogs for a walk, it turns into a run. Um, when I, you know, need to spend some time with my wife and we need to catch up after a long week, that tends to turn out into a, a group workout or a long run or something like that. Um, and in the same way, most of my socialization is on the bike or, you know, running with some close friends that are close by. Um, definitely helps being on West Coast time working New York hours because while some people wake up at 5 a.m. and work out for three hours before they get into the office, I'm kind of the opposite. Um, I end up working out, out a lot, you know, in the evenings and at night. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of elements to it that I think help me succeed in my current job. And in the same way, my job helps me succeed athletically because it's just the balance of you know, escape from one or the other, being challenged intellectually, but then also being able to disconnect, you know, cut through some stress, be able to get outside and do something, um, you know, that raises your heart rate, gets your endorphins going um, and allows you to progress in something, you know, outside of the office and away from your laptop. Going back to the event itself, I am 
blown away that you did not know the night before that you were going to be racing this thing and like you know, no devices no anything it, picking that day is was there a highlight was there a highlight to the event or post event that really today stands as clear and cool yeah i think the bit i mean biggest highlight is breaking the tape you know you're running down, down, you know, through that Ironman finish line where I'm sure you both have experienced many times, but to go down that finish line, not have anyone around you, not have, you know, any competition um, for the spotlight and actually have people standing there, you know, holding the finish line tape was, was a huge, huge uh, kind of thrill, I would say. Um, so that was definitely a big highlight. Another highlight was, uh, you know, I was out on the run course totally by myself and they have a lead bike that basically assists you the whole way and you know i'm talking to this guy because i'm just trying to keep myself like mentally engaged i'm out there completely by myself like and so i'm talking to him and i'm like oh hey you know like you know laughing as i just jump over some puddles or as he throws a scooter in in the bushes that was left out uh you know from the night before and i'm coming over the bridge on my second lap and my wife comes by on the bike on the other side of the road and we lock oh. eyes and she just takes one arm off the handlebars and just gives me a big like, yeah. And I just go back. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, a really cool moment just because, you know, you go into these events, they're so big. And then all of a sudden you find yourself with not a soul around you for <laughs> a couple of hours. So it's really cool to, you know, lock eyes with her and, you know, understanding that while I'm out there winning, there's a lot of people on the course that are doing things just as hard or harder um, for them and just the, the aura around kind of those Ironman events where everyone's really achieving their own goals and challenging themselves in their own, you know, physical ways. It's both personal and team for sure. What a jolt of energy that must have been for you. All right, let's go to Sarah. So Sarah completed her fifth full Ironman two weeks ago. And so for those that don't know, that's a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, followed by, yep, a full marathon. So Sarah, was this one different than any of the others? Hmm. Uh, thanks, Jim. Yeah, I would say that it was not certainly not my fastest race. So I think what was different about it was my mindset going in, knowing that I'm ready to focus on another new goal. And that's going to be running. So I always feel like triathlon is such a great metaphor for life because you can plan and prepare. And the race, just like life, brings you what it does. The ocean might be rougher that day or the bike might be windier. And you learn, you adapt, you laugh at yourself, you get it done. And your mind is going to tell you to quit a lot. And what training and endurance has taught me in this race more than any other is how to control those thoughts and override the negative. You had a moment at the, uh, at the run where you ran into another participant. And look, Sarah's an unbelievable coach. She coaches people, she finds greatness in them, changes the way they think, changes the way they act. You did that live time in the race. Can you share what happened? Yeah, so it was mile six and I encountered a young lady who was walking and I was dehydrated myself. I wasn't having my best run by any means. And I, I approached her, I came up to her shoulder and I said, hey, let's just run to that cone up there. And she played along and she did it. And we, we did that for 24 miles together, just running to the next cone, that next goal. And I think that there's something magical when you have accountability and someone else who's in it with you, 
you really drive each other to perform at a higher level. And at the end, she said to me, she gave me a hug at the finish line. And she said, I would have walked most of that marathon had we not met. So that was a better feeling than even having a PR for me because it, it felt so good to complete that together. That's you. And I mean, you changed her experience. You've changed the story that she will tell hundreds and hundreds of times and what she took from the event. Now, let me ask you both. As both of you look into next year, what's on your mind now? Like, what's next? Emmett, how about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was injured for a majority of this year, so I just want to get a bunch more races under my belt. As as Sarah said, uh, I'm technically eligible for a, a pro card, is what they call it, or like an elite license. So I may pursue that entirely from a cost savings uh, standpoint with registrations for Ironman. But yeah, I can. I want to continue to race more 70.3s, you know, maybe decide to race them more than one night in advance, be able to get a few more under my belt um, and maybe do uh, one or two overseas. I'm planning on racing in Finland um, in August, celebrating my one year wedding anniversary in Finland will be interesting. Wow. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, continuing to find that sense of progression. That's kind of the biggest thing on my mind when I'm training or racing or anything is just feeling like in some way I'm progressing in some way I'm building my body up in some way I'm improving, um, you know, across the board. And that's kind of always what kind of keeps me going. Getting better, going harder. Will you bring devices? Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll wear a watch yeah. on the run. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. How about you, sir? I know you mentioned focusing on running. What's next for you? Absolutely. I love Ironman and triathlon and I'm sure that I'll come back to it at some point. I definitely, my mantra for next year is simplify. So going from three sports to one and focusing on the one thing that I'm best at, again, another metaphor for business, embracing your strengths and your unique ability. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself. I didn't know how to swim when I first started training. So that was a big learning curve for me. And it was uh, such a confidence booster to learn to swim and then be thrown out in the rough washing machine Gulf of Mexico and swim 2.4 miles in a race where 400 people uh, did not finish due to the riptide. So those challenging things, they make us stronger and they make us better. And yet I still find myself coming back to what I love most, which is running. And, and I think that that's true for everyone to find the things that they are good at and love to do. Well, this has been an inspiring discussion. Both of you remind us that when you focus on doing hard things, you're reminded of what you're actually capable of. And along the way, you inspire others. Thanks for your time. Awesome discussion. And everybody that out, out there is listening to this, what can you do next year? Do you have something on your radar to up your game? Thanks, folks. We appreciate you.